Ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) It's ding dong. Welcome to the Nerd Brain Podcast. We are back. I am Jason and uh, your host, Mitch. Your host, Mitch. What are you? I am your host, Mitch. Mitch is co Mitch's host. John's a host too. Hi, Hello. John. Hello. I'm hosting. I didn't bring any drinks. <laughs> yeah, I uh well I I I think this time I need a water. I need to be a little bit more hydrated. Yeah, um you're breaking down. I am. I'm starting to break down, man. <laughs> Anyways, on this I have po- a Coke. Yeah. And a smile. Yeah. This podcast episode we are talking about uh, what we've seen in the news recently, at least what we've observed. By the time you're listening to this and watching this, you're probably going to think this was weeks ago. But for us, you know, we've been pretty busy with our own stuff, but it's something that's stuck in my mind because the whole it's the whole Peloton thing with uh, their stock dropping like 4%. There's a character. I can't, I don't know the show. I can't say, I, I, I want to say this is that, but that's not the name of the show. But it's basically the... <laughs> It's like a Sex in the City sequel series mm-hmm. is what it is. It's what it was on. So there was a character that was on there, and he's riding a Peloton bike. And then he gets off the bike, goes to shower, and then he drops dead of a heart attack. And it was kind of like one of those pivotal, like, this is the first episode, shocking moment. But Peloton's bike, its equipment was very prominent mm-hmm. in the shot. You know, cinematography, you know? Kind of rude. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and so... <laughs> The sales, the stock, everything took a hit. And it makes absolutely no sense why a fictional character would affect a brand so much. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what is your, it's just an opinion about that. Because I know a lot of people are like, this makes, why would that happen? But I've had (laughs) conversations with folks out there as I go to events and network. And we're all kind of giggling and laughing. But it's like, 4% is a big deal. It is. It is. Dropping. I I mean, I think just as a general rule. I mean, you need to be watchful of your brand. I just, you just need to be careful what, if you're going to do product placement, what kind of setting that product is going to occupy. I mean, to me, it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, I'm kind of with you and then I'm a little mystified that, that there's a corresponding drop because of that instance. I mean, I I'd love to see how that core, the, the data on how they, correlate that i mean it's mm-hmm. not good you I don't ever want your product sitting in a situation that's that is in less than a favorable light i mean that's common sense mm-hmm. i'm just a little mystified that it could have that huge of an impact because it's not like something happened that the something malfunctioned with the bike that caused right. a yeah. bad situation you know what i mean yeah yeah it's more of a case of did this guy have a, had he had a checkup recently? Had he had a cardiogram recently? I, again, I, I, I don't watch the show. I just know from the <laughs> clips that I watched because this made mainstream media news. It was yeah, like, I think that's the the big thing is, is kind of this double-edged sword of how Peloton came to, you know, their, their power in the market came a lot through social media and people just talking about it on social media mm-hmm. because they rose to fame during the pandemic. And that's, that's where everyone was having the conversation about Peloton. And then they did the whole fast advertising with the the commercial, mm-hmm. and yep. so the double edged sword of that is when something negative happens, they've got this huge rush of of momentum on digital channels already, and everybody was already talking about the Sex in the City you know, reboot, whatever it's called, and all of that just kind of intertwined, and you have this community of people online now 
talking about that scene, talking about Peloton, and it just creates a negative sentiment. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny because it was like, I do watch every now and then Bloomberg business, and it was the first time, I think, for a while anyways, that I've heard brand message and brand voice discussed in a mainstream format Mm -hmm. and about, because they were also talking about Patagonia and how, what they do and how it's different from like, and I was kind of like, well, okay, I, I get what they were kind of going for in the story, you know, in the segment, whatever you want to call it. But, um, I just kind of felt that first of all, Peloton is like the first time they did the fast advertising, which we did a previous podcast talking about how Ryan Reynolds actually coined that term. And really, I think we said like what, 72 hours, he turned around an ad to kind of respond. Like that. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't a net, there wasn't anything. There was a social negative thing happening there wasn't a negative thing with peloton right mm-hmm. there was not a negative there wasn't anything negative specific to the product right so this time they tried to the pull that pony out of the stable again and it didn't work and uh, i saw the ad and i laughed my butt off because you know i like ryan reynolds uh, but it was just mm-hmm. like the humor and how he applies but it's just the it's definitely that ad's targeted to people that are familiar with Peloton, but also with the show. Mm-hmm. It's not targeted to those that don't care about, about either. either. Yeah. Very, very closely targeted. <laughs> or don't care about the show. Yeah, most men probably yeah. don't care about the show. Right, yeah, because, I mean, listen to us. We're sitting here going, and I know that if, maybe it'll encourage some of our <laughs> listeners to light up the comments and be like, this is the name of the show. You know, you're welcome to do that because we really don't know. None of we're, us three yeah, sitting here know it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not steeped in the lore. Yeah, we really aren't. Um, we can talk about we. It's called Nerd Brand. We talk about Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. So um, we'll tell you the lore on that. But we have no idea about handbags and shoes. We what just is don't. sex? I mean, we have sex. Um, Whoa. Yeah, sorry. hold on. We got we got Listen. a rating on Apple Podcasts. We got to be careful now. I'm sorry. I kept it to myself for like eight seconds. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the spirit... This- the stereotyping about nerds is bad enough without having to come I'm out going. and just say, what's... What sex? Robert right now is in the studio going like, I have to figure out how to edit that. No, you don't. <laughs> no. No, nope, he's shaking no. That's just going to no. go in. All right. Sex sells. So it does. Yes, yeah, sex so does told. sell. Yeah. But I mean, it's, heard. It, it shouldn't be something like that. I just found it. It's, it's honestly, it's just ridiculous that, <laughs> that it happened that way. Not well, sex. Well, the whole, the, I think part of it too is having some people actually gotten hurt on Peloton since they kind of came to mainstream mm-hmm. news and now some people have gotten hurt and children have gotten hurt. So there's just this confluence. This weird. They're, they're the market leader. How they're, do you get talk- hurt on a stationary bike? I don't know. I mean, I guess you get hit with a pedal tipped over or something. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's, I think some, or was I've it seen a tread- some stories or was it one of their treadmills? I don't know, but the brand children has have been just to interject. Children have been like eaten by their treadmills. Is that what it is? I huh. thought that's, I thought it was the treadmills. Sounds terrifying. Yeah. 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 Well, well, we want YouTube videos. We don't no, need, no, no, we're no. good. I don't I, need that. I don't want to laugh on. I people. mean, I will definitely be looking this up <laughs> later. I'm just kidding, because I'm like, oh how does the state like? I've used a stationary bike, and I used to be a bike. I used to be a cyclist. Believe it or not, I know you look at me yeah, now. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Right now, I'm not buying it. I will honestly admit this was 20 years ago. Um, but, uh, you know, I've never seen a stationary bike eat a child, so I definitely will have to look that one up and see what the it was a treadmill. Our treadmill. Okay, well, that, still, it's still, pretty hard to. I mean, you know, isn't there a Stephen King book about a treadmill that eats people or something? Yeah, probably more than likely. There, if not, there should be. <laughs> yeah, I think it has something to do with a foggy treadmill. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't Anything. all his stuff too usually in Portland or in Oregon somewhere? Uh, or is it New England? 
Yeah. Maybe. It's either Oregon or New England. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a Dean Koontz guy. I know it was in Maryland. Yeah. Stephen King guy. So our advice to Peloton is do a Man. horror movie where the bike saves the day and then maybe that'll turn <laughs> I think it's just a, a, a big part of it is they're, they're the market leader. Yeah. And they it's are. a product of being the market leader. And we've said many times, I think recently, there's there's a lot of value in being number two. And I don't even know who number two is in that industry at all. Yeah, but they're not they're not getting crapped on every five days. Well, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know kind of like I mean, it's kind of a cliche, but the higher you climb, the further you've got to fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the problem. Um, well, that's what I was just reading. The CEO of Peloton is disputing that they've shut down production due to sales. Mm-hmm. But that's the mainstream, yeah, know, line that's, that's, the message, that's being yeah. pushed yeah. out there. So you've got the CEO and internal marketing doing the job of brand management. Mm-hmm. For those listening, we're a branding agency. This is actually a, this falls a situation like this would fall underneath our our umbrella. Yeah, it's reputation management. It's, it's yeah, brand. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if somebody like calls up and says, "Hey, I want to have you know this product in this movie, and the main character is going to be killed by it," I mean, we would immediately go like, "That sounds really cool," but nah. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless you manufacture guillotine. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, you know. Yeah, but it's sort of like electric chairs. You got to really, like you said, Mitch. You got to really think about like, it, and it, it it seemed. I know you said it's like it should be common sense. It seems to me. And here's but, a new layer of it. I'm going into conspiracy land. Maybe a competitor paid dun, dun, paid. Dun. Oh, Sex and the City. Hey, you never know. You mm-hmm. never know. It's this day and age, especially when you're dealing with brands that big. I mean, mm-hmm. industrial espionage is still, mm-hmm. it's still a thing. Right. So you you do have to kind of wonder. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like it's I, I, I'm hard pressed to think of an example at the moment, but it's like social media. It's like when when a social media media wave starts to starts that reflects poorly on a brand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to wonder, OK, where did where I know it suppo- supposedly happens yeah, in an organic fashion. But where I mean, did we've seen it with the politics. It's oh, yeah. Politics is a very good example. About Magically that. starts at 4 a.m. in the middle of, you know, nowhere, Russia. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. All these people suddenly care about this topic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been watching that. I mean, everything, like you said earlier when I was telling you we we're going to talk about this, you're like, well, I saw a headline on Twitter. And I'm like, well, that's not going to get you any kind of depth about what <laughs> well, the hell's going happened. on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or truth. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen he- headlines are literally rewritten within five minutes because they're watching the analytics in lifetime and seeing, mm-hmm. you know, by changing up a word, uh, you know. And it's, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and I came in here and I told you before we started recording that the reason Peloton is in the news is because they shut down manufacturing because mm-hmm. of demand, and evidently that's not true. But the only or reason, is the it? only reason the I knew, we don't know the only reason I even proposed that is because of seeing just a headline. Yeah, on yeah, so. and the, but that's that's an example of how you know as much as you would hope people would dig in, they don't. No. Because there's 15 other trending topics right there, and well, yeah, that yeah I mean that's interesting. The th- that's the thing, and that and maybe that's part of what's worked to Peloton's disadvantage is people's attention spans are like a second. Man, no, that's not what it really is, but you get the point. Pro- I mean, no, actually, it's they, probably pretty close. By the yeah. time they've What'd read, digest- by they've read and digested that that you know however many characters on Twitter, they've moved on to the next part of you know the feed is moving. Mm-hmm. They moved on to the next thing. Yeah, I just read 10 more tweets. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a you know John's a, a Twitter person i'm a redditor mm-hmm. i read reddit i read reddit i don't comment on reddit i'm just a i just watch and that's you know read and laugh and go like eh. you know because i know that there's things like in the like recently over time like wall street bets and then recently now anti-work has been which was that was just like Anti-work. what were you thinking yeah it's a whole thing so you kind of you know when this 
Peloton thing happened um, and how it hit and landed and now the it being in the media like negatively like, like rumors mm-hmm. like that, but also being discussed and put as, it, well, let's compare to Patagonia and how they do it. And I'm just like, why? They sell <laughs> shirts and stuff. Yeah, they, they sell apparel. Yeah, and I'm just like, forever. Yeah. companies that start with P. <laughs> I, I know, it was like, who we got? Well, we can't use Pfizer because everybody's like hating on them. I mean, I'm just like sitting there going like, well, this is weird how to fashion this story about brand message and voice. And, you know, the message changes based on obviously circumstances, but the mm-hmm. voice is the voice. Um, and now it's becoming more top of mind, I guess. I'll use that phrase with brands, um, like mission-minded type stuff, yeah. like New Balance's um, message or voice is the, uh, voice, I'm sorry, is the, uh, you know, we, we want to be known for more than just making sneakers. We want to help change the world for better through fitness. That's the short version of it. Why they didn't write it that way, I don't know. It's written like a <laughs> book. But that's sort of the shtick of, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing, which the real term around it is promise. It's the brand promise. Mm-hmm. It's not really well. mission statements and brand promise are kind of two. They are, they are different things, but nobody recognizes that. And why? Like if you say mission statement, the word statement means statement. It means like, you know, we do cool things and you're sitting there going like, my ears are bleeding. Can we please flesh that out? <laughs> Cause Mitch is the guy that's going to go like, no. Well, <laughs> now it gets into the whole thing. Mission statements are generally internal. They're meant for internal consumption. Right. Yeah. Brand promises a promise to customers. Exactly. Or, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Because you can't also make the comparison to brand promise to uh, prop value. You know, because in John's world in marketing, it's like proposition value. Like, what is that? Well, it's not the brand promise. It's, mm-hmm. you know, so understanding these things and how they're applied, you know, is it's sort of, you should have them in place especially when something like this happens because mm-hmm. now you can actually instead it's an anchor. Of, yeah, it's an anchor. That's what I'm getting to. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Everything. You got to anchor to something. Glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Jonathan Payne. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> we'll do a golf clap. Yes. Yes. We need more Doritos. <laughs> um, but yeah, you need it. We've talked about anchors before because they, they help. I mean, you know, we've talked about content anchors. We've talked about, now we're talking about this as one. I mean, internally and externally, it sort of just gives everybody a point of reference. Mitch, yeah. you, Mitch you've talked about being like, the, like where's the North Star and right. that. So, Well, I mean, so you need something, when, and not just for times like this, for, Pel- for Peloton, but it serves well in times like that. You, uh, something you can go back to and say, hey, this is what we're about. This is why we're doing what we do. This is why we're good mm-hmm. and why you should care. And if that it's fleshed out in such a way that matters to people, you you just you continue reinforcing that message and giving people a reason to, to think about the positive rather than it the gives negative. you the the material you need to bring in the people who believe in that. Right. You and know, and the, if you don't, you don't have you're just mashing a bunch of people together who don't have a shared philosophy, a shared vision, a shared culture, outlook, whatever it may be, then you don't have a company. I right. mean, you just have a bunch of people. Doing things. things. I'm sitting here trying to think of okay, you got who would be the next person after which would be the next brand after Peloton that that occupies a sizable chunk of that market. And I, well, it's I can't. uh, They're kind of they're they're at the forefront when you're pioneering and at the forefront. I mean, it's kind of like we work when it started. You know, it's it's just you know I don't want to say it again, unicorn, but it's sort of one of these things that's 
this is it. There hasn't mm-hmm. really been there isn't another. There hasn't really been another to compete. There, there, but well, the, there will be. There's tons there, of brains, but well, yeah, I don't know that. There's that. Th- there's that thing now. It's it's a screen and an exercise mechanism in mm-hmm. one. It's like a mirror type thing, right? That um, LeBron. I mean, LeBron is one yeah. of the more prominent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen. It, I don't know. Spokes the name athletes of it. for that brand. That's the only thing that comes to mind. But as an aside, that. <laughs> Talk about a brand that really appeals to the narcissistic side of you. It is a mirror that you work out in front of. All right. Yeah. <laughs> at home. Well, yeah. you know, to be honest with you, if I had like cut abs and everything, I'd probably look at myself more in the mirror. Right now, I kind of just run by it so that I can just kind of get an idea that, yeah, I combed my hair this morning. So it's like the, the question to me about them is, is, is this a brand for people that are already fit to maintain? Because if, you know, if I'm really out of shape and haven't picked up an apparatus in years, I don't want to see myself. <laughs> well, it's kind of a brilliant, like, let alone anybody else. Well, don't you get workout? You get workouts through, right? Right. Yes. It's it's a and yeah. It's a screen. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Things like that. Yeah, it's a brilliant concept, especially during. I mean, it. This is a example of a company that took the pandemic to its mm-hmm. advantage and created something because a lot of people couldn't go to gyms mm-hmm. for a home while. Fit- oh yeah. So, home, the, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Home fitness was a thing, and now it's accelerated. You know, I think what's happening now, the next turn is you know, more custom tailored fitness, you know, small gyms, like, you know, like one we helped name and create with vital mm-hmm. motion. And right. I think that's something that's the next, that's the next thing. I want more attention, personalized attention, not going to a large commercial gym and getting a personal trainer who has probably mm-hmm. 20 other clients and I'm right. paying 2000 yeah. a month for. Well, you know, the other thing you, you think about the, the kind of revolution during COVID of, I mean, telemedicine was around. Mm-hmm. And was was growing, but it grew exponentially after COVID. There's you could take that people are going to take a similar approach with fitness, where you have your your iPad and you have your a personal trainer on the iPad. I mean, Peloton does it, but they do it on a larger mm-hmm. scale, where a lot of people are probably watching. It may not be live all the time. All right, a lot of people subscribe to the Peloton app without the bike because they they have a ton of right. good workouts and it's a good which is a brilliant. Yeah, really see, uh, this is me. This is this is where the nerd comes in because I am like, you know, when you put a screen on a stationary bike, I'm probably going to be watching Endgame or something on it. I'm not going to be. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of same way. It's like when I, when I run, I'm listening to something that's trying to take my mind off the fact right. that boy, my legs are yeah. tired. My I chest don't need hurts. some guy <laughs> yelling at me to yeah. pedal faster. Okay, you need to start going faster, and then you see like they flip this. Yeah. Okay, gear. we're gonna hit it now. We're yeah. really gonna hit the hill now. Let's do it. Come yeah. on, let's community, go. The community aspect of it, though, I think is is a big deal. I mean, I see people posting on Instagram. Oh they yeah, finished their ride today, and they they've tagged a friend that they did the ride with. And yeah, it means, I mean, it's 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 working. Oh, well, I mean, it, there is a cool aspect about it. I've just I'm one of those people. I've never been a social exercise guy it's one yeah, it's kind of me, me t- it's me time mm-hmm. it's almost like i almost sound like meditation but it, it it's it is it's more of a it's a getaway I, i'm concentrating on because i'm concentrating on my form i'm concentrating on on my movement mm-hmm. you know counting my reps in my head and thinking god when is this going to be over yeah. um you know <laughs> for something like weightlifting you know you kind of need a a personal trainer somebody who knows what they're doing or riding a bike spot I, you yeah yeah especially well, yeah. And to show you form and to help you and know when to add weight when nah. not, and all that stuff. I mean, there's a benefit. There's a super good benefit there to having oh, a personal yeah. trainer standing there watching your Monitoring form, your form, riding a bike. I mean, I guess it's just pure motivation. I've not done it. I guess I should talk to more people who have Pelotons and what they get out of it. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, like I said, like for the, the, 
the purpose of this episode was just kind of discuss something that kind of was in the realm of brand management mm-hmm. and worst case scenario. And uh, yeah, I mean, cause sometimes I like to talk about the best case scenarios, but I don't know if a lot of people can latch on to the, what is, what is actual brand management? What does it mean? What does message mean? What does voice mean? I don't think anybody right now can latch onto it unless they see how it's not used. Well, and because mm-hmm. they remember that more because it was so sensational versus the right. success. Because you know that's when things go right, it's boring. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, it is. Yeah, the other side too. This, this really highlights something that we preach, and that is the fact that you know the voice of your brand. It's just as important that everybody in has bought into it eternally and understands the voice, mm-hmm. the personality the language of the brand internally in a situation like that is also, it is part of why it's vitally important is because when things aren't going right, mm-hmm. that gives people something to hang on to and it helps them to answer the questions that invariably come along when things don't go right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that brand message is correct and it's right, it can serve as an anchor to help support you when things are going bad as mm-hmm. well as when they're going up. Yes. But if Optimism. you have people, right. And if people internally still believe in or bought into it, and it's, I mean, and, and it's, um, it's organic and it's, um, oh, what's the word everybody's throwing around? It's authentic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they still it, feel like they're making an impact and right. they're not just pedaling up a hill, uh, relentlessly and not seeing it. You know, there's no, no gain to it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, when you're working in a company, you want to keep like from where I'm sitting at, it's like people engaged. If people aren't engaged, with you and your company and what you're doing, then, you know, your things are not good. Mm -hmm. Things are already off the rails because they're just, uh, fulfilling a task. Um, many people now, especially in the great resignation era are examining, you know, what am I doing? Is it fulfilling? And, you know, there was a, somebody put out a post that was like, if you wake up in the morning and you use your salary to justify why you're going to work, then there's, that's a clue that you don't like your job. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you could probably get paid more to hate your job. So you might as well go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, in regards to like what we're talking about with, with uh, brand management and, and, and Peloton and all that, I mean, it's, it seems to be for, for my opinion that they are still sort of managing it. The CEO responding like that, I think is, I would hope is not a situation where like, they decided to respond. You know what I mean? Hopefully mm-hmm. somebody said, you yeah, should strategic. say something. You know strategic. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you have a game plan that's, that's kind of in, always on standby. If X happens, you do Y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure they have a, a really lengthy PR playbook. A, a, a crisis management. You have management. to. If this, yeah. then that. Yeah, and I think that's something that, when we've not really talked about that, but I mean, that's, that's in our, per, again, that's where a brand agency is where we come in. It's mm-hmm. like, if this happens this is the trigger or lever you need to pull, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because you're going to need to do that to respond. And the one thing you don't want to be is tone deaf. Right. (laughs) Right. Which then that goes back to the whole question of why was your, why was your brand like in that situation in the first place? But I won't go there again. I would not want to be in that board. Well, I maybe want to be a fly in that boardroom with somebody asking that because I think any C-suite person is going to sit there and go like, all right, was it approved? Talk to your CMO and say, well, "Hey, assuming why it, did this? Ha- how? Did, how? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Even assuming that who shipped were, the they, bike that they were asked. You know, <laughs> well, right. They may not have been asked. And yeah. You know, I, that's a, that's interesting because I've always wondered 
do the brands that exist inside of films, television, et cetera, do they always know their product is there or do they have to, what is the trigger? When do they have to be told your product is going to be in this? Oh, they have, I mean, there, there is a strict process and everything. I mean, uh, I think we all know that one of the forefathers and godfathers of the nerds is Kevin Smith and him having experience in the movie industry. I know he, he's known for clerks and his, the movies he's done, what they don't, what a lot of people don't realize is he has written for other shows and movies like Die Hard, Live Free, Die Hard. He wrote for that, that entire scene where he's actually in that when they go and visit, you know, whatever the guy's called, like he wrote that entire thing. Mm. Um, the, he's also a producer, was a producer or co-producer or some role in, you know, Man of Steel. Uh, and so, you know, he kind of knows the industry very well. And so he would tell you, this is how this happens. There was a, a raw moment recently that he had with uh, Joss Whedon coming out and making some statements. This is God another rest p- his soul. This is, a, <laughs> this is another, <laughs> this does tie into that because Joss Whedon's a brand. Mm-hmm. And he's attached himself to indirectly to DC and to other films. And many fans who loved Buffy are now questioning their loyalty mm. to this person and to that brand, Buffy, because of statements that he made were, that were incredibly insensitive, well, incorrect. There's other stories, too, that just, are coming out. Yeah. And so Kevin Smith on Fat Man Beyond was like, I, he just got, I mean, you don't see him get emotional or angry much because he tries to stay neutral, but right. boy, he lit into that. And, you know, it's, and that comes into the fact that, you know, people look at Kevin Smith and think, you know, he's a pothead and he does this. It's like, and, you know, he admits that that may be a persona that you have of him. Does he care? Well, obviously not. And he has earned the reputation and the place to kind of be in that. But his response to what he saw from a PR perspective of this situation unfolding, especially as it reflects negatively as well on DC. It was like, whoo, this is, this is really bad. And then when comments that Joss supposedly made about Ray, uh, I can't remember his last name, but he played cyborg. Right. Um, that's when he really kind of lost it, you know, because it was now just diving out of, of very harsh words and opinions and, and things like that. Uh, so there is um, there is a watchdog before and after when it comes to these things. And we only see like the media response because we're average Joe. But yeah, there's, there's lawyers <laughs> and tons <laughs> of folks behind the scenes that are like, you know, mitigating and working with PR and reps to kind of PR crisis, you know? Well, mm-hmm. I just, like I said, getting back to, you know, product placement. Intentional or unintentional. I mean, I realize that if the brand is mentioned, if you say anything about it, I I, I totally get that that's got mm-hmm. a, that's overseen. Mm-hmm. It's just like in a case like the Peloton case. I just didn't know if maybe yeah, that do they have they just, do they have to get approval to use the the right. brand? Do they have to have have yeah. some kind of approval just to have it in the room, even yeah. if it's not even? I mean, we spoken know about. We know what it's like to put social posts out there for you know, brands that are. Uh, very well known. You can't just you can't just use any brand you want right. in advertising, right? Production because they're going to come back and say, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be there. So yeah, stop it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I grabbed a post and I actually made the graphic about logo adaptability, and mm-hmm. I use Coca Cola's logo mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. the example because mm-hmm. it's really a mainstream example. Um, and you know, probably won't hear nothing about it. It's on my personal 
or social. Or the, but, the network will take it down if it gets reported or something. Right. right. And what I've done with it is, I, but I didn't put Nerd Brand's logo on the graphic next to theirs. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. It's yeah. just about theirs, me making a statement like, here's an mm-hmm. example about logo adaptability. I can do that all day. Well, yeah. it's, but it's, I can't appropriate Coke's logo with ours and go well, like, hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a case study type of situation. Therefore, I think that's probably what protects it because it's not, you're not trying. You're not overtly trying to capitalize on being associated with Coke. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm just showing you like... It's educational use. And yeah. that's, Here's that's the entire the logo. Here's itty bitty logo because mm-hmm. it's got to go on a Coke bottle top. But I, I just mean, know when we, were, when we would do social posts for Brown Foreman brands, Old Forester and early times and things like that, and the, the big games would come up, Super Bowl, NCAA tournament, things like that. We couldn't... We nope. couldn't even reference nope. even remotely what teams were playing, mm-hmm. what uh, you know, what the league was, anything. Yeah. Well, the the Derby and and NCAA came down hard. Yeah, on that we stuff. could do the Derby just because of Brown Foreman's relationship you, with them. But. You can't use the term Final Four. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's I mean, you can't say Super Bowl. It's the big game. Is what yeah, we always right. had to write. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, you put that stupid. if you put any of that in an ad, you know, you've made a boo boo. But mm-hmm. that kind of goes to what I've said about brand management and this whole thing with Peloton and everything. It's like people are always kind of like, where does branding agency fit in this? Well, we mm-hmm. fit in. This is it. This is where we fit. Hopefully, we don't have to fit in putting out fires. That's not fun. Hopefully we've got all these other things in place in case a fire springs mm-hmm. up. Well, you kind of hope that if we've done because mistakes job, happen. Yeah. If we've done our job correctly, then maybe the equity's that, there to handle. Yes, that, that helps people avoid some. I mean, certainly in the Peloton case, I don't know that anything we would have done on the branding side necessarily would have kept it from happening. But by the same token, it, you know, yeah, by, gi- by giving you some rules and guidelines about branding, you can avoid some crises. Yeah, because marketing is just response. You know, we are preemptive. It's sort of like that Tom Cruise movie where it's like, you know, he preemptive crime, mm. which is funny. And then they would do it's precognizant. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Spielberg. Um, it's like that. It's yeah, like we live know, in that world. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of it off yeah. the top of my head. Anyways, if you uh, want to listen to our show, go to Nerd Brand on YouTube and Maybe leave a comment and tell us it's like that. Remind the us name. what the name of that movie yeah, was. Yeah, tell us what the name of that BRIMDB. Minority Report. Yeah. Thank you, Mitch. Minority yeah. Report. Now nobody's going to go and leave a comment. You just ruined was all that. Is that Tom Cruise? Yep. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it was. Minority Report. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of yeah. Colin Farrell's. Head. I'm thinking of yeah, the, the was. Born. Thinking no. of the Bourne movies. No. Well, no, that would be more like what marketing is. Mm-hmm. Like they have the tools they need to go out and execute, but they don't have any direction because. There's a fire, so I'm going to grab either a Dixie cup or a garden hose or whatever. It's got water in it and put it out. We sit on the side and go like, Dixie cup doesn't want to be associated with this fire. <laughs> don't Please do that. Don't. You know? So that's sort of the idea of, of where all this is at, is, is that there is a, there's this ongoing touching and managing and making sure the guardrails, the good ones are up in the bumpers because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that's needed. Uh, but anyways, if you like this episode, be sure to like and subscribe. Check us out on ding at Nerd Brand Agency. Yeah, John, Mitch wants you to ring the ding, bell. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's ding dong. No, no, no. I was I was harking back to to Apollo Creed in the Rocky movie. Oh, oh yeah, I at the that. end, of, it's at the end of Rocky Three, yeah. where him and Rocky are gonna get in the ring and spar, and he goes ding. Ding. And then they... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's sort of like the branding department and the marketing department <laughs> going at each other. That's the analogy I got in my head for that one. Anyway, so you wrap it up. We're going to be uh, seeing you guys, I hope, next week. Uh, we have some exciting guests coming up that are booked. And, uh, you know, just remember out there...
keeping her branch off. Thank you.